The final score is going to be 80 to 53. Winthrop has won the Big South Tournament title for a 13th time. And with a 23-1 record, the Eagles are off to Indiana to play in the NCAA Tournament. Our thanks to the Complex Carbohydrate on the Winthrop Sports Network for that uh, great call of Winthrop's 13th Big South Conference Championship. I am Mike Pacheco. He is Dave Friedman, otherwise known as the Complex Carbohydrate. We also know him as Doc and uh, Super Dave. What other nicknames do we have? I'm missing the, the, the obvious one here. Um... I don't know. I think I think those all work. Those, yeah, those those do the trick. Well, the, the the best nickname of all has to be DJ Buckets, and boy was he on fire today. We we did, we had the four alarm fire at the Winthrop Coliseum with DJ Burns <laughs> burning down those nets. Uh, you know, yeah, Winthrop wins the championship. They beat Campbell eighty to fifty three, and, and DJ Burns was extraordinary and. I don't even think you'd say that he had a good season, right? I mean, like, there were a handful, call it a half dozen, really good DJ Burns games. There were at least that many, maybe more, wow, where is DJ Burns sort of games. And then there are a whole lot of, like, sort of okay, pretty good games. But by God, in the biggest moment, I mean, he wasn't the best player on Winthrop or the best player on the court, the way he played today, he was the best player in the big South. And, and you know, I guess I haven't studied the box score or watched the film of every big South championship game, but th- that's as good as it gets in the yeah. biggest moment. Yeah. I kept watching thinking it's almost like in the war movie, right? Where it's, uh, you know, they're starting to get bogged down a little bit and they say, Hey, we need to call up the armored division. All of a sudden a couple of tanks come in and blows open a hole. And then the, you know, the infantry goes through it. I mean, DJ's, he's kind of been that secret weapon all year, uh, you know, where he maybe hasn't been as consistent as maybe, uh, you would expect from him. I mean, and, and I don't want to be, uh, dismissive. I mean, his effort's been there, you know, hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. And sometimes it's just a matchup thing with him. But, and uh, part of it is Winthrop's depth. Right. He doesn't need to do it all the time. They, they, they don't need to every game go in and say, we need to get him X number of touches or Y number of shot attempts. Right. If it fits into the game plan, fantastic. <laughs> and if it doesn't, they're probably good enough if he plays a B-minus game to usually win. But you get that A-plus performance and – Mike, in the Big South tournament, and I understand that they're going to play teams in the NCAA tournament or a team in the NCAA tournament better than High Point, Longwood, and Campbell. But the way they played in three three Big South tournament games says Sweet 16 team. Now, you know, everyone you play is going to be really, really good. And if you run into whoever it is, Oklahoma in the first round or Virginia – you're going to be an underdog. You're playing a power five team who's really, really good. But in much the same way I felt when Winthrop beat Notre Dame 15 years ago, and it depends on the matchup, right. this team isn't going to be intimidated, and they're not going to be outclassed. And so often, mid-majors and low-majors just get killed by size. That's not the case. DJ Burns is as big as any dude that they're going to find on another big school. 
Well, and this team's going to be able to move big guys around, right? So I think in years past it was, you know, if you don't get the outside shot, if you're not making threes, because a lot of times in, in conference or in Big South, or excuse me, in NCAA games, you know, sometimes you got to make 10 or 11 threes if you're the, the underdog mid-major. You know, now this team's still going to have to hit threes, but, you know, Adonis Arms, he can go in and slash, and they can, you know, they can move the – uh, they can move the defenses around. They're gonna they're gonna try and speed up teams that maybe don't want to play as fast as them. So you know, Winthrop, that's gonna be a team that you know, depending on what seed line you're at. I, I know some people kind of have uh, Winthrop kind of still pegged in that 13 line. Who knows it? That could change over the next week. Uh, but I think it was Pete Thamel, uh, uh, friend of the pod, your buddy from from Syracuse, that said that boy, there's a lot of if they are a 13, there's a lot of fours that aren't gonna want to play them. Yeah, I, but but like, doesn't it remind you of the team with Greg and Terrell oh, totally, and totally. Mike Jenkins and Craig Bradshaw and Chris Gaynor and Taj McCullough and and yeah. Bradshaw and Philip Williams? Yeah. I mean, like like you don't want to play this team because you can't pigeonhole them. Right. It's not a oh, it's a five out team and we'll kill them in the post. It's not a mm-hmm. oh, they only have they have so many ways yeah. that they can win a basketball game. And while we can talk about Burns until we're blue in the face, and, and I think you and I agree that well, I, I don't know. I guess there was no bad decision as to who the conference tournament MVP was Chan had a triple double in the quarterfinals, nearly a triple double in the semifinals and in the championship game, eight points, 10 boards, six assists, but Burns won the championship game. And I kind of thought, I mean, I, I voted for, for him to be the MVP of the tournament, but I mean, Chandler Vaudrin for, for the breath of three games was unbelievable. I, you know, a friend of mine who doesn't watch Winthrop a lot, but, you know, associates it with, with me, is watching the championship game. He goes, you have two ACC players. When you have two ACC players, you can compete yeah. in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> no, and, you know, the similarities between these two teams, you know, the 07 team and this team, you know, so, not, I mean, I wouldn't use the word pressure, but now it's up to this year's squad to do some damage in that tournament uh, to kind of fully close the circle on that comparison, right? Uh, and there's so many different ones. You know, Pat's ninth season. It was Greg's ninth season. Uh, you know, the team steamrolled through the through the conference season. Now, this team did have one loss. That team went undefeated. But this team started out 16-0. Uh, and uh, in kind of a, to bring it back to us, because, you know, it's, it's about us. It's our podcast. Uh, is I, it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and other media and other media uh i was not able uh you know we had a uh we talked about this on the last podcast has been kind of a, a contract t- tracing issue with us we thought we'd gotten through it but something popped up today that we got we had to take care of so i actually uh couldn't make it to i couldn't stay i should say for the hold on who was next to me that was bjorn broman didn't you recognize him uh, how many times did i call mike <laughs> No, you did. You did have a couple of very uh, nice shout outs. I do appreciate that. Uh, but uh, but for our longtime uh, listeners or people that know our history, uh, the first year that we did the Winthrop games, I was doing women's games and Winthrop's women's team had a game on the championship Saturday at High Point. So I didn't call that first championship game with you. Now, I did do the, the, the NCAA game. We did that, you know, uh, and we did. I did most of the tournament, I think, with you. But that game, I had a conflict. And this year... Uh, had a uh, supposed, well, I guess we can call it a conflict. So I don't know. It's starting to line up, Dave. Now all we have to do is, uh, 
can we can we meet up with a noted documentarian and put something together in a short amount of time? I tell you what, you better get your stuff resolved because I'm not really interested in driving to Indianapolis myself. Well, no, we're working on that. So let's, uh, you know, light a candle, say a prayer, whatever you need to do, we'll we'll do it. But uh, it's so fascinating. Mike and I obviously have covered Winther for a long time, and anytime they've made the tournament we've traveled with the team yeah but because of COVID-19 the the planning and the structure around the tournament is dramatically different and we were engaged throughout the week in a dialogue with the NCAA just trying to get an understanding of if Winthrop was fortunate enough to make it how it was going to work and the Winthrop administration was great and completely on board with us being with the team being covid tested every day being within the bubble embedded with the team going to practice and film sessions and obviously the games and the ncaa said no 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 if you're embedded with the team you're in tier one media is in a different tier and you're not allowed to go and broadcast the game in amongst the tier where the media sits at these venues you you can't cross pollinate those two so we will be headed to the ncaa tournament but we will be doing it away from the team and it it is just bizarre to me that the last practice this year that we're going to be able to watch and practice in, in person is going to be like you know, Wednesday or Thursday yeah. before Selection Sunday when they don't know who they're playing. Right. Yeah, that's going to be very strange. And, you know, this is the fun time because now every single game that's going on you're keeping an eye on. I know uh, as we're taping this, Baylor and uh, Texas Tech are kind of in a tight one. Uh, so it's, it's going to be fun for us to be fans, you know, of the game of basketball for the next week. But we'll still kind of have our analyst hat on because we're going to say, hmm, is this team – you know, if Winthrop moves up, is this a team that Winthrop could see if, if somehow they get to an 11, if they're a 12? You know, again, right now, everything looks like Winthrop's going to be a 13. Do, do you get a sense, Dave, that they can move up or will move up, especially after how dominating the performance was today? I mean, their net number is going to be somewhere in the range of where it is now. Right. Because they won in such dominating fashion, you know, m- maybe it goes from 61 to 58 right. or something like that. Their Ken Palm number for the first time all year is in the top 100. They're mm. at 99 going into play today. But it, at some point, if you're an automatic qualifier and you're in a one-bid league, you you can only go up to about a 12. You know, if you populate all the 16 seeds and all the 15s, 14s, 13s, 12s, you you end up somewhere around that 12 line. I mean, teams that like uh, uh, Loyola Chicago, did did they win their championship? I think they're in the championship game today. Did they win? I don't think, I don't know yet. Like if they don't win, they're still getting in. Right. That's why they're going to be, you know, an eight or a nine or a 10 or something like that. I mean, while I think Winther had a great argument for being in, had they lost, I think it was going to be a losing argument. Belmont last night lost to Moorhead State in the OVC championship game. I would be absolutely thrilled beyond words for Belmont to get in. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And, and because of that, if you're not an at-large team, you can't go higher 
than a 12. You know, the, the teams that are going to be the 11s, those are the bubble teams. The teams that are kind of the top half of the 12, those are those bubble teams. So in order for Winthrop to be a 12, they're going to have to be viewed as like the best one bid automatic qualifying team or maybe the second best. Do I think that's possible? Yeah, I think that's really possible. I mean, we're looking at Western Kentucky in Con USA, Toledo in the MAC, Colgate in the Patriot League, maybe uh, maybe UC Santa Barbara in the Big West, maybe Liberty in the A Sun. Th- those are the the four, five, six teams. If those teams lose in their conference tournament, whoever is below them is not going to be seated as good as Winthrop is. Right. So do any of the, if all of those teams make it, how many of them get a better seating than Winthrop? One, two, three, four. That's the difference between a 13 and a 12. I, I don't see in any manner or facet how Winthrop's going to be worse than a 13. Right. And I don't see any way in the world they're going to be better than a 12. I, I think it's going to be a 12 or a 13. Hmm. I, yeah, I can't argue with your uh, analytics because you're pretty spot on about that. The good news I learned today uh, from listening to the pregame interview is that the Eagles defensively are in the top 100, which means they're green in the Ken Palm, which is which is very good. Well, the thing that I liked best out of the pregame interviews was talking to Chandler Vaudrin, who basically said, Oh yeah, we want to win the championship, yeah. but that's not where it ends. Right, like, like right. almost dismissive of right. the championship would be great, and it's going to be hard because everyone brings their best. Yada yada yada. Our plan is to win the championship and advance, and like no, no kind of hedging that bet. Just very strongly, like this was the goal from the start. This continues to be the goal. Sure, we're going to celebrate an achievement. We spent all year working towards the Big South Conference title, but there's more ahead. Yeah, we got more tacos. We got more tacos we got to talk about. But Gotta have more tacos. I mean, America loves tacos. It I didn't get... I, oh, this is the other thing I want to talk about. Because, and, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hold on. I'll play it right here. This is, this is a great cut. Low right block burns about 15 feet from the bucket. Burns fakes a pass, spins back, layup, scored! He threw it down! If you're not making tacos, I don't love you no more! Burns turned, it looked like he was going to place it, and then he just spiked it! Bjorn Broman laughing at the tacos. Audibly laughing. And throwing some of the other calls, too. What about the UConn-Georgetown broadcast yesterday with (laughs) friend of the pod, Carter Blackburn. And and now we're getting off the rails, and and I don't mean to diminish Winthrop's achievement. Going 23-1 and is incredible. Winning uh, a Big South championship and going to the NCAA tournament is awesome. But (laughs) I certainly don't consider either of us social or digital media savants but man, there's a little bandwagon with right. uh, our nonsense. Right, and for those that, if you haven't listened to the last couple of weeks, uh, you know Dave's association with Damon Amendolara show, the DA show, morning show on CBS Radio, Sports Radio, uh, on a couple hundred stations, coast to coast, of course the World Wide Web, so it's you know worldwide. Uh, but you know Dave essentially lost a bet. He had to say a couple of their catchphrases. And it's just kind of taken off. And we've kind of adopted a few of them as our, as our favorites that we're 
co-opting. And that was a funny bit that they had last week because they're like, hey, wait a minute. These are our, <laughs> these are our bits. You know, it, and it was actually it was explaining to their bosses, the suits at CBS, why they needed to have access to our calls during the NCAA tournament so they can listen to our Michigas. So. <laughs> I, I mean, and the, but, but, but Carter doubled down. Yeah, well, he can talked we about play, Yeah, he Can talked, we play that bite? Yeah, let's play it. We'll play it. Now, Winthrop is not there yet, Clark. Yeah. The Big South title game tomorrow versus Campbell, but the Eagles are 22 and 1. And, I mean, Super Dave Friedman has electrified the nation with his play by play calls. If he's not making tacos. Well said, Clark. It's better bring your raincoat. I mean, that's a team of 22 and one. The net for Winthrop is actually higher than that of Michigan State. And I know that's not an apples to apples comparison, but Winthrop is right there, even if they, you would think they have to win the Big South title against Campbell, but uh, I mean, they have one loss at this point in the season. Yeah, they've had a phenomenal year, Pat Kelsey. That program doing a really good job and standing out in a year of um, chaos and disruption. I mean, wins are wins. and. They won at a rate that very few can can match. Off the cold miss three. I mean, it would just be fun to have Winthrop and Super Dave Freeman in March again. Could not agree more. And all the Eagles have to do is make it happen. Okay. Now understand. This, this Mark Kellogg in on the tacos. I love it. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not cable. This is not. Four in the morning. <laughs> this is Saturday afternoon on CBS, the network that broadcasts the Super Bowl, the Masters, <laughs> and the Final Four. Super Dave and Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're getting their wish. They are getting their wish. But this is going to be, I mean, this it's going to be a lot of fun because I know uh, it's become kind of a... Uh, I don't know, a little bit of a fan favorite for some of the DA fans. So it's going to be, it'll be, we'll, we'll have fun with it. We'll have fun with it. Well, but to me, what makes it really fun is the Winthrop fans have largely adopted yeah, yes, it. Yeah, so, a- so everyone's kind of in on the joke and has fun with it. Right, right. I, at some, I got to believe between now and when we leave for Indianapolis, there may be some like uh, taco food truck or, you know, some local restaurant that's going to want to get on board with this. <laughs> Beardedcarcast.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is listener supported bearded carcast. I, I mean, on the way to on the way to Indianapolis, um, you know, we, we need to find a good taco place oh, in every totally, city along absolutely. the way. Well, you know, I mean, we, we got to come up with our own bearded carcast taco sauce, don't we? Ooh, interesting. Yeah, maybe. very interesting. Yeah. Again, that's with bearded bacon. carcast at outlook.com. <laughs> and then you dropped it with bacon and that was great. Well, occasionally you have to have some bacon. Now, here's the thing. I love Bjorn. I think he yeah. does a great job. He was a terrific player at Winthrop. And he's very amused by all this. He is, yeah. But you're in on the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, um, it's it, you know, and this is going to be really great for the school because it's it's going to get, uh, it's going to get the players, you know, a little bit more exposure. You know, Andrew Bogus, who's um, essentially the update guy, uh, you know, he does the headlines. Uh, he loves Adonis Arms, and you know, anytime you know Adonis has a big play, he's mentioning him. You know, yeah. I, I do love the the shtick though. I love it when they, you know, our Eagles, you know, a big you know, eighty fifty three win. You know, in other sports, you know, <laughs> like, like here's what else is going on. Not much important is going on, but 
Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's good. It'll be good. But it's, I think that between now and then, it's going to be just, you know, we've, we've been through this quite a bit. Now, we don't know, uh, you know, I obviously we're not going to have the same type of selection show that we've done in the past. Maybe we'll do something on our own. Uh, maybe we'll do something uh, in conjunction with the school. We, you know, we haven't really gotten that far, so I don't know. I mean, we we have to do something just because it's the only thing I know anything about. <laughs> like all starting in November, I watch college basketball, and I just I love it. I love the coaches. I love the strategy. I love the players. This year, not so much the the fans and the atmosphere and the bands, which I also yeah. love, but like. There's nothing that makes me happier than preparing for the Selection Sunday show right. because it's kind of all in my head and then it just gets organized on a piece of paper. Like I already know a lot of it and I've seen almost all the teams play yeah. and like to not be able to do that. Yeah. Well, what a, you know. What, well, you're going to explode because that information needs to get out. <laughs> I'm not going to toot my own horn. I don't believe that there are more than a dozen people that give a hoot what I have to say about when Winthrop's matchup comes out. But let me tell you, when Winthrop's matchup comes out, I will have definite opinions yes, about who it is and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Let's book it. I, I might be wrong. I'm frequently wrong. But like, I'll have seen the yeah. team play. I'll have a pretty good idea of what the system is and what they do well and what they don't do well, and I'll be ready to uh, to to break down the matchups. You know, you always talk to the coach in that situation, and they go, "And we're going to get to work on so and so." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like Pat Kelsey watches a lot of big stuff basketball, a lot of film of Winthrop, film of practice, film of games, more film of games, film of old games. Looking forward to new games. I watch Winthrop play once and then I go home and I watch three more basketball games yeah. and then I do it the next day and the next day and the next day. And then when you get to this point in the year, you get a pretty good feel for people. You know, the one thing we didn't, uh, the one guy we didn't talk about in the game that I think we should bring up. I mean, he wasn't uh, maybe not in consideration for the uh, player of the game, but he had some big buckets and that was Kyle Zunick. Uh Yep, huge bucket. You know, Mike Numba had a, a, you know, kind of his. You know, the thing about Mike Numba is he doesn't. He's not a volume three shooter, but man, sometimes when he hits threes, it's the right three at the right time. Yeah, he hits big ones. You know, it was funny. Kyle was on the post game show, and I said, you know, you're going to be lost in a game where Chance, the tournament MVP, and DJ's incredible, and, and you go three or four on threes, and he goes, yeah, it was it was my turn. <laughs> I mean, let, yeah. like. But that's the point. Yeah. They have so many guys. I mean, Josh Corbin plays 14 minutes, goes 0-3 from 3. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, next day, he might score 20. Yeah. Jamal King was MIA for most of the conference tournament. Doesn't mean he's not going to hit four threes in the NCAA tournament. And th that is the danger for an opponent of when you face a team that has 11 guys that all contribute. Right, and it's almost like... You know, the normal scouting report is by player, but it's almost like they have to do it by position, although to some extent it's positionless in some of their – just because they have so many interchangeable parts. But, uh, I was, you know, I was talking to Paul Biancardi last night. He did the game for ESPN today. I said the, the one that – you know, yeah, you know what you're getting in Chandler Vaudrin, right? I mean, you know it's going to be somewhere around 8 to 12 points. Uh, it's going to be somewhere between, you know, eight and 11 rebounds, and it's going to be somewhere between, you know, seven and, you know, maybe 13 assists. 
I said, but what makes this team special is, you know, DJ Burns can go off and, and have a day. Uh, but there are so many different guys, and it's 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 always somebody. You never, you don't know who it's going to be. You know, it might be Adonis Arms and Chuck Falden. It might be Josh Corbin and, and Jamal Kingwin. It might be Kyle Zunick. I mean, it's that's what makes this team so much so fun. Uh, the yeah. other thing that I thought I wanted to bring up too, um, because we've talked a lot about bench decorum, uh, particularly in, in the pandemic, because a lot of times in the early games there were no crowds, and so teams had to kind of manufacture their own energy, and that's always been an emphasis for, uh, for Pat Kelsey's teams, not just in the pandemic, uh, but this team to a man has told us when we've interviewed them, Dave, uh, and well, you know this, but the people listening might not, you know, every time we talked to these guys, particularly early on, it was like, yeah, you know, we're kind of sacrificing minutes, but you know, we're, you know, we're rooting for the guy who's replacing us to maybe even have a better game than I'm having. Um, so at the end of the game, when Tom Popovic came in, who's a, you know, four-year scholarship player, um, you know, quite frankly, you know, doesn't play a lot of minutes, but he works really hard. He helps get the team prepared every game, uh, and to see the reaction on the bench when he made that three, it was, um, I mean, the championship is great, but he'll remember that the rest of his life. Oh, there's, there's no question. I mean, weird times with the pandemic, but uh, remarkable and wonderful and and great to see. Now I got to ask Mike, we have been fortunate to work at Winthrop a long time at the end of the game today. uh, Well, maybe an hour after the game today, I saw, Chris Haymeyer, the radio oh, broadcaster yeah. at Campbell, Stan Calder, longtime SID, who is as good as anyone in the country at that job. And, you know, they wish us the best. And we talk about the game for five or so minutes. And they're really, really good guys. It has to get unbelievably tiresome if you were a fan or work at another Big South school of watching Winthrop do what they have done now for over 20 years. I mean, Greg Marshall is the best coach in the history of the league. It's not close. And Pat Kelsey's the second best coach in the history of the league. That's not close either. And I mean, they were in between. Randy Peel went to two tournaments in five years. I I mean, like, I just... I saw those guys and I don't know what to say other than thanks for all your help. Great to see you. I mean, like, you know, I don't cheer for the Yankees. I cheer for the Oakland A's. (laughs) I don't cheer for Notre Dame or Alabama football. I certainly don't cheer for the Lakers. And I'm just, (laughs) we have been so lucky. Winthrop fans are so, so um, I, I don't know what the word is. Let, you, you shouldn't expect that your team wins all the time. Right. But this team always has puts themselves in that position. The, the one thing spoiled. I... Spoiled. Spoiled. Yeah, that's a good word. You're, you're spoiled. spoiled. I mean, this, this is like, you know, our, our good friend, our mutual friend, Gary McCann. He's a Yankees fan, right? Yeah. And And he and I were talking over the summer, maybe this summer or last summer, whatever it was. He said, you know, Gary is uh, in his Mm seventies. And he said that the last decade was the first one in his life that the Yankees hadn't won a world series. I mean, you know, the Red Sox went how many years without a world series? 86. 
You know, yeah. if you're Campbell, you've gone to the NCAA tournament once. It was 1992. Right, right, right. And in the last two times you've been in the championship game, you've lost to Winthrop at Winthrop. Longwood, who Winthrop played in the semifinals, has never gone to the NCAA tournament. High Point, who Winthrop played in the quarterfinals, has never yeah. gone to the NCAA tournament. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, Winthrop wins this all the time. Yeah. And they have – it's just – we are incredibly fortunate, and it's worth taking a moment for everyone to step back and go, wow, this is awesome. Like We're on an unbelievable run. Yeah, it's been very special, and, you know, you do kind of feel bad for, for Campbell, particularly, you know, you know, we had a chance to talk to Kevin McGeehan yesterday, and we both were able to, to see his press conference with the local, um, you know, Bowie's Creek Raleigh media uh he now coaches always say this right no matter what they're seeing uh like oh yeah you know we're going there to win but he had conviction behind it you know i mean they they felt like they were on a roll and you know it's a team that he's really um really come to to love and respect and and they do the things that he's asking them to do and, and they've, they've played as a unit uh, they just ran into a buzzsaw today i mean you know it, it was a close game in the first half you know went to start to kind of pull away a little bit and uh, you know, DJ had that big buzzer beater at the end of the half. And then the second half, it was like Katie bar the door. I mean, <laughs> it's like, see you later. Well, they shot, they shot 79% in the second half. Yeah. And I mean, what, what more do you want? But like, like Campbell was playing great and Kevin McGeehan justifiably yeah. felt all those things. Like they had won nine straight games. They hadn't won nine straight games in my life. Yeah. The last time they had won nine straight games, it was the 70s. <laughs> Winthrop wins nine straight games like every second or third <laughs> year. They won they won nine straight games this year, they won nine straight games last year. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's you know that's a semi-regular yeah. occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. That has been lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So onward, but uh another Fun day, a weird day with you not being yeah, there. Yeah, I was there. But... I, mean, I was there in spirit. I was listening and you know paying attention, following. I did my chart again. <laughs> so, as, uh, well, you can't really see it because I have the, the, the background, but trust me, it's it's there. <laughs> and, and and how about a call to action? Yes, Bearded Carcast at Outlook.com. This is listener supported. Bearded Carcast. Uh, you know, we, we take uh, suggestions. We, we'd love for you to subscribe, uh, like, share. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Bearded Carcast is how you can get along with us. Uh, if you want to sponsor, uh, the Bearded Carcast goes to Indianapolis, Bearded Carcast at Outlook.com. See you later! <laughs>